Welcome to Savage and just a little bit average. Episode number three. We are down here at Six Row Football Academy in Parker, Colorado. I am your owner and host and big dog around here, Matthew Chesney. <laughs> to my left, so I won't be looking at it too much today if you get that inside joke. You're, you're part of the family. Is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby uh, Pussman, joining us. Quarterback for Colorado Buffaloes in 2001 when we won the Big 12 title. One of my best friends, ex-teammate. I guess you're never really an ex-teammate. Past teammate. Uh, we are going to get into a lot of different shit today on Savage and Average. Uh, Bob, how you doing, brother? Welcome to the damn show. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always it's good. A cool setup. Always good to have a quarterback uh, on the show to talk about anything and everything we need to discuss, especially when we've got Sean Watson and Kevin Durant and Gabs and conference realignment and so much more. So look, let's go straight into this. And we are going to start the morning off, okay, over here at Six Zero Football Academy. With the first segment here, talking about your Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, brought to you by our good friends over at Rico's Burritos. This is Matt McChesney from Savage and Average, the owner and operator down here at Six Zero Football Academy. And I want to talk to you about our friends over at Rico's Burritos. Uh, the Rico Burritos keep me rolling on a daily basis. My sons eat them constantly. My, my 12-year-old over here is staring at me right now as he scarfs down uh, another one of these badass burritos from Rico's Burritos. It's a hearty 10-ounce breakfast burrito offered in eight different flavors, three delicious uh, breakfast combinations, five scrumptious lumps, lunch options, and the, the pride that is taken in offering a high-end restaurant-quality burrito uh, is second to none. The finest ingredients you can find, authentic recipes that have been in the Garcia family for 30 years. Uh, young Cruz is in the program over here working his ass off on a daily basis. Uh, Rick Garcia, his father played at Oregon State back in the day, and they, they put the same passion and intensity that they have in every walk of life, and their training and chasing everything down that they want into their family business, Rico's Burritos. Uh, for over 30 years, the ingredients and flavors uh, have been identified as the best in the business, and the moment you bite into one of these unbelievably delicious burritos, you will know. Uh, check it out. The website is www.ricosburritos.com. That's www.ricosburritos.com. And it'll give you all the locations, how to purchase the burritos, so on and so forth. On Facebook and Instagram, Facebook is at Rico's Burritos, and Instagram is Real Rico's Burritos. That is Rico's Burritos, a proud sponsor of Savage and Average over here at Six Zero Football Academy, and we are rolling. So, thank you to Rico's Burritos and all that they, they do to uh, keep the Dungeon family fed. Uh, there's a couple of them right here in front. I, I personally uh, love the breakfast burritos. They crush me every time. I'm like, who called me in here? I'm trying to eat and coach. I'm like, hey, good. <laughs> They're so damn good. So, I'm telling you, Rico's Burritos where it's at. All right, so let's talk about the app right off the bat. We're both big hockey fans, not like, I don't think that we're both hockey uh, experts by any means, but we're no. fans to say the least. Um, what do you think of that, man? That was a pretty dominating run. 72 wins, the most in the history of the NHL, the pure dominance in the playoffs, beating the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. I mean, I, I think that they set themselves up for a dynasty-type run here with the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I think you're right, man. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, there's... Not many things as cool as playoff hockey, it in my opinion. So awesome. And uh, my my little knowledge of the game of hockey, the thing about the Avs that was so fun was they were so damn fast. 
they're faster than everybody else on the, the ice. Power play when they go power play and they go back into their own zone, and Kemper or you know whoever's playing goal feeds it to McKinnon and he just goes straight down the ice. Yeah, I'm just like sitting up my feet like oh, 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 oh. Uh, but it. I agree. Like the, the, the only thing about the whole hockey thing that kills me are the hockey stops. Like I can't jump on the bandwagon. You don't want us on the bandwagon. We can't. We can't cheer too. We buy tickets. I buy sweaters. I like hockey. I take a fight. Don't be a hockey snob. That shit has played out. We can we can all co-mingle. And the, the thing about hockey snob is the best part is hockey snob never played hockey. That <laughs> dude can't skate backwards. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like we one of our main you know one of our main athletes in here right now is Joe Capra. And Joe Capra was the 4A quarterback of the year in Denver South last year. He just got his first offer the other day, big-time player. Then also, just on side note, was the 5A hockey player of the year for Denver East. They won the, they won the state title last year. The kid's a fucking animal, okay? Let's just be real, all right? So Capra is about as good as they get here, okay? And he he's even said to me several times, like, I'm not good enough to play good college hockey. I'm not good enough to play in the NHL. It's just so pure and so fast. When I've got the the indication from him that it's as elite level as it is, man, that's all I need to hear. I, I really think the Avs have put themselves in a position here to be a dynasty moving forward with McKinnon, Landeskog, and Picard, and all these other freaks. Yeah, they're set up to be successful for a long time, man. And the thing about that game, you know, that impresses me so much is I can ice skate, and I can take a stick and handle a puck separately. But put those two things together, and I, all my athletic ability goes right out the window. So there's such a high level of respect for what those guys do, and the physicality of it, and how long they're on the ice. It's and just, just they, they play 82 games in, a, in another collision type sport. So look, tip of the cap to the abs. The, the parade yesterday was kick ass. Oh. Let me ask this question real quick Broncos and the Avalanche both have three titles. Who gets four first? Wow. Uh, I'd have to say the abs. The abs. Yeah, I would say the Avs too. I would, I would expect them to be front runners to repeat next year. Yeah, absolutely. They're I mean, not going to get any worse. No, not at all. Other great players are going to want to come play with the LeBron James of hockey and Nate McKinnon, and you know the best defensive player in the world, the Kale McCarr, who's rewriting how to play that that position. So, best of luck to the Avs. They move forward. Kick ass season. Anytime you can win a cup, I'm in. They won in '96 when I was a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. They won in '01, the same year yeah. we won the Big Twelve at CU, and then now. You know, in 2022, they get another title, and they're hoisting Lloyd Stanley's Cup. All right, let's move on here on Savage and just a little bit average. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's bitch ass wants a trade. And he does it three hours before he, free agency starts, too. That's, can I get a trade? Look, man, I don't know. I, I love the NBA. I love the NBA during the playoffs. I think Kevin Durant is an unbelievably talented player. No one's questioning that. But as a look, as a Golden State fan, I'm from the Bay. I loved him when they had, you know, Falk and Chris Mullen and crossover <laughs> Timmy Hardaway. When he went there, I was not a fan. I, I just, I, I, I don't like him. And for some reason, I feel like he's smug. And this is the kind of shit he does. And there's a part of me that wants the Nuggets to pursue him. Because I don't want to play him in the playoffs if he goes to Phoenix. From, but... At the same time, like, there's a part of me that's like, man, fuck this guy. I don't want him even close to my team. They'll just ruin it. Yeah, dude, I, I agree on the fact that I do like playoff basketball, that's playoff NBA. Yeah. But I'm sick and tired of this shit, man. It's like, terrible. all the putting together these teams, and then they complain, and they, you know, 
when the prisoners are running the, the yard, and that's kind of what's going on right now. I mean, bad, yeah, and this and the money they're making. I mean, these deals like Joker's going to get what over two hundred fifty million. So he got two sixty four yesterday. Okay, Biden all right, two sixty four. He's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish Kevin Durant thought like Nikola Jokic because then he would be a seven foot Michael Jordan. Yeah. The problem with Kevin Durant is he needs everything around him to be good. He doesn't want to make it good. This is my beef with this generation of basketball players is. I feel, look, to say that Jordan wasn't on a super team is ridiculous. He was. Pippen was a dog. Robin was elite. Kerr was a great shooter. Ron Harper was a dog. Tony Kukoc, Tony Kukoc was the man. They had a fucking great team. The 96 Bulls is probably the best basketball team in the history of yeah. the sport. I know you're a huge Bulls fan. Absolutely. Being from the part of the country you're from in Indiana, being a Chicago guy. I, I just look at it and go, but people wanted to come play with Jordan. Rodman came to come play with Jordan. They drafted Scottie Pippen into that. That Ron Harper came from the Cavaliers to the Bulls. They went and got Tony Kukac from fucking war-torn Sarajevo or wherever in Eastern Europe. Croatia, I think. Croatia. <laughs> the, the problem these days is like Durant now is like, oh, Phoenix is good? I'll go there. Oh, Golden State's good? Let's go there. Like, bro, at what point, dude, stay in, stay in Brooklyn. Get Kyrie to stop acting like a little crybaby bitch. That guy really pisses yeah. me off. You had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Durant. You couldn't get out of the first round. You had to get rid of Harden. Now you got Ben Simmons. I can understand why he wants to get traded if you got Ben Simmons on your team. <laughs> but at the same time, look at him. Look at Durant's tenure. He went to the finals with Oklahoma City with a prime Russell Westbrook and a prime James Harden, yeah. and they, they didn't win. He went to the finals with an established Golden State team, and they won. He won back-to-back finals MVPs, and he was the big dog on the court, yada, yada. But Golden State just won without his ass. They don't need him. No. So I, I look at this, and I'm like, at what point do you just have a, enough pride as a player to say, if you want to win, come to me, not I'm going to go to Phoenix. Although, if he did come to Denver, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what, you know, you bring up MJ. Like, that's what separates him, right? Like, he made guys better, and that's what Everybody created a super it. team, right? He didn't have to go find guys, right? He made people better. And I don't think Kevin Durant's doing that for anybody. No, he makes everybody worse. Exactly. So, I mean, it just this era and the attitude of the NBA, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because, although, although the playoff basketball this year was pretty intense. Yeah, it was. It's still gotten to the point here where I – so I, I look at it like this. This year's Warriors team. You put that Warriors team on the court with the 0-1 Lakers. Is, do they even win it? Do, are, is it even competitive? Do they win a game? Because I don't know how you stop throwing the ball. In. How does Shaq not get 100 points? Well, it's, You don't have anybody to guard it. It's such a different game. There's no, I mean, besides like, I mean, take Embiid maybe in Philadelphia, but his game's different. I mean, Lakers, he plays on the outside. He's, he's total, not. He's a total arch player. Yeah, I mean, he's not big, physical, moving people around even down low. like. Yeah. Was the finesse center. Yeah. This game is so much different. And, but they've taken the physicality out of it too. I mean, you can't even hardly touch anybody. And it's a foul compared to what it was, you know, 20 years ago. And I mean, look, they were beating I, the hell out of each other. I know we sound like old guys here. But we, we are. are. I mean, it's, we are old guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are old guys. And our generation was fucking better than your generation. And this generation is soft as baby shit. And the 80s and the 90s is where it's fucking at in the NBA. So if you don't like it, Jordan's better than LeBron, hands down. But fucking Mason Harris is walking around the gym right now. Uh, the big defensive end going to CSU Pueblo just shaking his head like, oh, no, LeBron's better than Jordan. Oh, yeah, man. okay, yeah, fucking right, okay. 
LeBron Wait, here, lost his here, let me, goddamn finals as Jordan won. Let me let me just squash that whole conversation no, right please, here. Please, please. So the guy that begged to get extra teams into the playoffs, mm-hmm. this play-in shit that they have now. That's LeBron, right? Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Begged for that, wanted that, mm-hmm. put his team together in L.A., and couldn't even make the damn playoffs. More than half of the league makes the playoffs now. Yeah. And he's supposed to be one of the best players ever? Give me he a break. The playoffs. Yeah. All right, so, look, Kevin Durant, we'll see where he goes. We'll see what the movement in the NBA looks like this year. The Nuggets have made a couple of, like, bench moves. Getting rid of getting rid of Will Barton, high five. Um, that that sounds awesome. They got rid of Will. They bring in some good players. We'll see what happens with the Nuggets moving forward. Look, if you can go out and get Kevin Durant, I guess my question is this: Would you give up Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray for Kevin Durant? Oh man, I don't think I would. Not right now. I would. I don't think I. Would. I hate Kevin Durant's ass, but you put Durant with Jokic, and you find somebody to just run the point, and it <laughs> you get rid of Michael Porter Jr., which. High five. And then you just got to part ways with Jamal Murray. That sucks. But he, I don't know, man. You put Durant with Jokic, and you might you might be able to get out of the West. I don't think think Durant's even interested in coming here, though. I know. Because he's a bitch. He doesn't know the West. Yeah. Well, whatever. Speaking of bitches, um, the National Football League and Deshaun Watson are at each other's necks. Um, Deshaun Watson seems like he's about to get suspended indefinitely. I knew this was coming. Uh, I didn't think that the NFL would sit back and be like, oh, well, he's already missed a year plus, and he wasn't suspended. He was choosing to sit out. Um, they're going to suspend it at indefinitely. At the same time, uh, nothing criminal happened against this dude. How do, you, how do you feel about them potentially, you know, being the judge, jury, and executioner here? They did it with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon smoked some dope, and his career got ruined. I mean, it's one of the best receivers ever. I understand it was a rule, but it's a dumb fucking rule. So that was an instance where I think the NFL was wrong. The Ray Rice thing, you know, Ray Rice beat the hell out of his girlfriend in the elevator and only got, what, six games? Six games, something yeah, like that? Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, I scratch my head on the consistency here with the NFL, and I keep hearing that Deshaun's going to get suspended indefinitely. <laughs> if you're Baker Mayfield, like, how much money would it take for you to go back to Cleveland right now? I don't think he'll be there. Like a hundred million, at least. Play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a weird deal, right? Because, yes, you. I mean, you said right. There's no criminal charges no brought criminal against charges. this guy. But how many was there? What twenty four? Twenty four documented like cases against him in civil court, and then there's like sixty six plus different massage therapists that met him. And not only that, now they're suing the Houston Texans. Yeah. Because the Texans were the ones that like set up the rooms and set up the massage therapist. And had a non-disclosure agreement. So it was pretty much like a fucking sex contract. Remember the show? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And he's fucking over the shit. She, like, she, like, crosses out an and he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's fucking weird. Not only that, the Texans are setting this up, but then, like, I guarantee you there's stories. You know the way the locker room is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, Sean's got more fucking massage therapy appointments. Ha, ha, ha. Now it ain't a joke. I mean, the weird thing is, right? I, and it, because they're settling out of court, right? We don't. We're never going to know what really happened, right? He settled what twenty-one of the twenty-four, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, I guarantee there was things signed there where you can't talk about it ever oh, again, 100%. and this is going to be wiped under the table. So, yeah. but I think in this day and age, I mean, listen, like I get it, it's not criminal, but if there's twenty-four 
accusation. Where there's smoke, there may be. I mean, if there's like one or two, okay, let's sit down and argue about it. But 24, like, so I think the NFL has to do something to set some sort of a example here to suspend him. But I mean, at the same time, like, how dumb are the Browns to offer him all that money? Is this a rhetorical question? Well, I mean, we always know, but it's just another damn stupid thing that they've done because now they're going to be stuck. And who knows how long he's going to be out for? So, look, I, I'm almost positive that in the contract that he signed, the five-year, $230 million contract, they can totally reverse it and get all their money okay. back based on the okay. about what's, what's about to happen. So I would expect that he will get suspended, they will cut him, recoup all their money back, and the stain will be on Deshaun Watson. All right, okay. My thing is, if you're Baker Mayfield, you went number one overall, you went to a dog shit franchise that hasn't won in – since 1990 or 1989 when they lost the AFC title games, the last time they've been to the playoff, or, like, been relevant. They've been to the playoffs since. Baker Mayfield's the first quarterback to win a playoff game since then. He takes them to the divisional round. They almost beat Kansas City the year Kansas City goes for the title. It's in the middle of COVID, no less. He did not play well last year with the pressure, and there's a lot of guys on Cleveland's team that didn't play well last year under that pressure. And now you're in a position where you've signed Deshaun Watson, you've got Baker Mayfield on the roster, and you don't have a quarterback. Name another situation in NFL history where you have Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield, yet you still don't have a starting quarterback. That is crazy to me that the Browns can be this ridiculously, like, remedial. They can be this bad. Like, nobody in the front office was like, maybe this isn't a good idea. (laughs) No one. Well, that's just par for the course for those guys, man. They just continually, yeah, exactly. Fucking turds. Speaking of turds, um, the National Football League moves forward here. Deshaun Watson, will he get suspended? Baker Mayfield, will he come back? Do you think Baker comes back and plays quarterback for this team in in any capacity whatsoever? I highly doubt it. So if you're Cleveland, you just tank the season to try and get the number one pick? Well, I mean... You're going to have to replace your quarterback somehow. Yeah. If you're, if you're another quarterback out there, why would you want to go there? No, I don't think you would. I mean, I think they're going to play. What's it? That, Jacoby Brissett's probably going to be the guy oh, that good. that plays if uh, once Deshaun gets what's suspended. But that sucks for the Browns because they got some talent they, on their team. And then, but they're not going to have anybody unless – I mean, they'll. I think they'll be okay even with Brissett at quarterback because he can manage the game. Right, and they have enough talent around him. He's like that, a Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, talent. well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like they're in a shitload of trouble. Like, but <laughs> trouble, bro. Yeah, but what's new for that organization? All right, so look, uh, Colorado Center of Functional Medicine brings you our NFL talk today. Make sure that you go check them out. Uh, remember to follow them on Instagram at CCFM. Okay, it is an unbelievable product. Colorado Center of Functional Medicine brings you our NFL talk. Matt McChesney here, and any of you that are looking to improve performance and get your health in check, reach out to our friends at the Colorado Center for Functional Medicine. Their men's health optimization plan is designed specifically for males that can identify specific health priorities, which many doctors fail to address. They use precision blood work, which looks at your hormones levels, your micronutrient levels, your insulin, and many other markers which are often overlooked. This plan can also include an advanced body composition analysis to see where your body fat, your muscle mass, your visceral fat levels are at any order to establish individual nutrition plans for every single client. 
Stop relying on fad diets, crazy workout programs, and bro science. Health and fitness are not the same thing. If you want true results, they can help you at CCFM. Mention the podcast Savage and Average to receive a 10% a 10% discount on every single optimization plan as well as a free body composition analysis and nutrition consultation. Their website is www.ccfuncmed.com. That's www.ccfuncmed.com or call them at 303-500-3038. All right, rolling into this. This is really the point of today's show. I'm really glad that we didn't do a show because the news hit the other night that UCLA and SC are leaving the Pac-10, Pac-12, excuse me, to go to the Big Ten. The realignment is now exploding again. Um, Both of us, proud Colorado grads, proud, proud Buffaloes that won a lot of games there and were part of some really, really good teams. They played in the Big 12 back in the day where... No offense to the new generation, but I really feel like college football was better. The rivalries were better. It was just, it felt different to me. Um, what are your thoughts about all of this, just right off the bat, before we get into the nit and gritty of combining conferences and where CU goes? I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I love college football, but I, oh, I hate it so fucking much. Sometimes I don't know what to do with myself. It's kind of like, well, I won't go there. I mean, it's, you know, here's my initial reaction, right? It, it, you're taking away what used to be really cool about college football. These conferences that were established, teams were used to playing each other. 100 years of rivalry. Yeah, and now that, you know, obviously the almighty dollar is changing everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense to have USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, it's geographically. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, just get rid of the conferences. Just say... In 1A, here's the top 50 teams, and you're in a conference, and here's, you know, the smaller conference schools, and you're in a conference. Because this, this stuff is just ignorant. Like, what's gonna, who's going to be next? If you look at the Pac-12, right, you got to think Oregon and Washington they're are probably already, the next two to, to already, bail. They've already reached out. They're already talking guaranteed Oregon and Washington are two big time. Right, and then you got to think that uh, you go back to the East Coast, you got to think Clemson wants out of the ACC. And I would imagine that the SEC is looking at picking up schools like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, yeah. you know, those the big dogs down there in the South that aren't in the SEC yet. Those teams are going to jump to the SEC, I would agree. And then, you know, and then the other thing that you think about, like, when does it get attractive enough for Notre Dame to finally say, we want to be in a conference? Well, never. You don't think yeah, so? Well, let's ask real quick. Hey, Bruton, <laughs> come here real quick. And Dave, look, we're just, this is just the beauty of six-year football academy. David Bruton, 10-year pro, my ex-teammate with the Broncos. So, look, you were on episode two, Savage and Average. Yep. We're talking about conference realignment, okay? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, will you guys ever, you're a proud Golden Domer. Absolutely. Will you guys ever join a conference regardless of what's going on? Absolutely not. Why not? Money. Money. You got your own TV network. You don't need to join a conference to be successful. You can just make your own schedule and roll. Yep, absolutely. There's your answer. All right. Thank you, Bruce. So look, uh, between the lines, physical therapy operates here at Six Year Football Academy. David Bruton, the great David Bruton, runs mm-hmm. that out of here. So I'm telling you, this is next level shit over at Six Zero. Uh, and again, uh, you want to know about Notre Dame? Bam, we got answers. So, okay, as as a proud Colorado Buffalo, I am. I was crushed when they moved from the Big 12. I went to the U back in the day to beat Nebraska, Kansas State, Oklahoma, 
Texas to play in those games. Um, you know, when Texas A&M, Missouri, and Nebraska and Colorado, the Mass Exodus started, it hurt my feelings. I don't like the Pac-12. I thought it was a terrible idea when it started. I always said it was terrible. Everybody in here can attest to that. I've always hated it. I hate it even more now because now we're really fucked. And I don't see a situation where Colorado is going to be, even if they could win 13 games and they're still going to be on the outside looking in for a national title spot. And this is kind of my point, my problem with what's going on here. They're eliminating like two thirds of the schools for even playing for the title. Yeah, you're right. And that's bullshit. That's not what fucking football is. That's not what college football is supposed to be. Well, you can have more money, you can have better facilities, you can recruit better players, you can do all these things better. But if we train harder and we work harder and we come together harder, we develop harder, we'll beat you. And we can play for the title even if you have more resources and you're in a better position off the field than we are. That was That's what made college football so great to me back in the day. Yeah, was why would I want to go to Nebraska and play for national title? I'm going to go to see you and fuck you up. I don't want to go to Oklahoma. I want to go to see you and beat you. I don't want to go to Texas. I want to go to see you and beat you in the Big 12 title game. I don't want to go there and be like, oh, another fucking banner for Texas. No, I want to build something and be part of something. And now it seems like every and look, we run recruiting in here. That's what we do at 6-0. And there's a lot of guys who, you know, are recruited in the state of Colorado and look, I can't sit here and say that CU recruits everybody the way that they should or Colorado State. That that really hurts some feelings, but I don't really give a shit. There's a lot of people all around the country with the, the way recruiting has become that would rather just stack up at Alabama or stack up at Georgia or stack up at Clemson or stack up at Ohio State or stack up at USC rather than like growing up wanting to play somewhere and having internal pride about your program wanting to be great you know what i'm saying yeah i mean the, the landscape of college football has just completely been uprooted with nil it's and the conference story. realignment and to talk about our bus you know i think as the pac-12 whatever continues to deteriorate it's right i think the one thing even though we've struggled for a long time cu the one thing that makes it attractive right it's still a great destination That's so true. it's still a great place for opposing teams to come right we, whenever we have games you know, the, the, everybody's there. That's what, you want to travel to Colorado. You want to come to Boulder because it's special. So I think there's a part of that that makes see, the Buffs attractive to, you know, an SEC or the Big Ten or whatever. However, this thing plays itself out. But um, but shit, I mean, take what we've been. If we walk into the Big Ten or the SEC, I mean, we're getting stomped week even, in and week out. I don't even give a shit about that anymore. I just want to have a place to lay my head and then we can build around that. So, so okay, let's get into that then. I think there's three circumstances that could arise here. Four. Number one, you stay in the Pac-12, they invite San Diego State, Boise, or whoever, and they stay at 12 teams in the morning. And Washington and Oregon don't leave, and the conference is somewhat stable, but you lose the L.A. market, which I don't see how you can have a Pac-12 without the fucking L.A. market. Yeah, right. So I, yeah. the conference is dead. Number two, you go to the Mountain West. That's a death penalty. If that happens, I, I turn it in my car, dog. I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. I've, I've already said this a hundred times in here. I say it all the time. And I've said it to many coaches. I feel like my school got the death penalty. Yes, the black and gold is still there. Yes, the pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes will never be entrusted to the timber of the week. All that is great. But we don't play our rivals anymore. Everybody that I play, we, we don't play any of them anymore. It doesn't feel the same to me. All right? So that's another thing. I know that's going to piss people off. I'm not talking shit. It's my opinion. Again, everyone needs to stop being so fucking sensitive about what's said and focus on what's happening. 
not what people are saying. Focus on what's happening in front of you so this stops happening. And then people will stop talking shit and they will, they will support indefinitely. That's the problem here. Okay, so if you look at it, the Mountain West is not an option. No. I would go independent before I go to the fucking Mountain West. Three, you join the Pac-12 and the Big 12 remainder. All right, and that looks like this. That would put Kansas, Kansas State, Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, Baylor, West Virginia, CU, Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, Oregon State, Washington State. That's 18 teams that could potentially join a newly reformed Big 12, okay? Pac-12, the, the big pack, however you want to do it. Now, right. I look at that, and that looks like a pretty fucking good conference yeah. to me. Well, like, that's I, solid, yeah. I'm, I'm, you've got the Midwestern rivalries back with CU. You've got a lot of coverage everywhere. Yes, you don't have the L.A. market. Oregon and Washington are gone, but fuck them. I mean, come on, man. Let's be real. Leave. Go to the Big Ten and be the floorboard. Oregon goes to the Big Ten. They're not Oregon anymore. No, not at all. Come on, man. Careful what you wish for. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. You ain't going to be Texas and Oklahoma no more. You ain't playing in the fucking playoff every year because you're running everybody over in the Big 12. That's the SEC. Careful what you wish for. Um, Do you think that a big pack could be something you could get behind? Even if, like, a Kansas goes to the Big Ten and Iowa State goes to the Big Ten to – you know, because of their basketball tradition in Iowa and Iowa State and whatnot. Could you get behind that? Or, or, is it Big Ten or bus for seeing? Well, I don't think it's Big Ten or bust. I mean, uh, I think that's us thinking a lot more of ourselves than we should be right now, right? Because, yeah. I mean, there's not but they just as much as SC I... and SC ain't shit. They've been fucking terrible. Yeah, but years. it's but SC is still SC. I agree, but UCLA ain't shit. Well, UCLA no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they just getting fucking drink, drunk behind because they're SC's rival? Well, I mean, I think to an extent you're getting two of the. I mean, you're the largest market, right? You're pulling those two universities right. into your conference, okay. right? So I just think it's attractive that if you can get them both, right? Sure, UCLA hasn't been very good in a long time. But if you can pull both of those schools out of L.A. and out of the Pac-10, 12, into your conference, w. yeah, I mean, that's huge for them. Because now Big Ten has the L.A. market. Like, that's crazy to even think about, right, from when we were growing up, that the Big Ten would have L.A. teams in it. So one thing, you know, that we've got a couple of guys that play at Michigan here, Connor Jones, Reese Atterbury. We've got guys at Michigan State, Braden Miller. We're very close to the coaching staff at Michigan State. Everybody knows that. Um they go from Rutgers all the way to L.A. now. Yeah. And if you look at, like, the map that comes up during Big Ten play, when they do that, they start in Nebraska and they pop up everything all the way across. They love synergy. And they love the fact that they can go from state to state to state and you can drive through the entire Big Ten. That is literally the only thing that's keeping me on the ledge here. Is I think that they could take CU in Utah and, yeah. and like, in Arizona and throw all those schools together and you've got a pipeline all the way to L.A. And you've got an established rivalry with Colorado and Nebraska, and you've got an established rivalry, so on and so forth, with other schools. You go to Kansas and Iowa State, and you've got, you know, more. So that's the only thing that's really keeping me on that fence. I don't think it will happen. I talked to Clap for a long time last night, and I was really optimistic when I talked to him. And then afterwards, <laughs> I was like, hmm, fuck, Joel, thanks for squashing my dreams. Um, the Big Ten would be amazing. I think you're going to need to be in the Big Ten or the SEC here moving forward. And again, I do agree with you that I think all the conferences are going bye-bye anyway. So yeah. are we talking about just like 66 to 68 
power five division one teams and then everybody else are they yeah, even going to I mean, play each other anymore is there going to be any cross-pollination here i don't i mean everything's going to be different right it's like killing me why would you take a product like this that's so fucking good that's built around like it's built about respect respectful hatred that's what college football used to be it's built west virginia pit we respect you, but we fucking hate you. Yeah. Colorado, Nebraska, we respect you, but we fucking hate you. Texas A&M and Texas, we respect you, but we hate you. And, and like you're take you're taking away the Civil War. Oregon right. and Oregon State aren't yeah. gonna play anymore. The Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State aren't gonna fucking play anymore. And you want me to get behind this shit? It, it's here's the the one thing that I do get from the USC UCLA side of it, right? You know the knock on the on the Pac-12, Pac-10 for years has been, right? They play at seven o'clock West Coast time, so the East Coast people nine o'clock at night on the East Coast aren't well, aren't watching the games. No, sleep. That's why the Heisman Trophy hasn't been won since Reggie Bush. Right. So that my point Reggie is McCaffrey lost the fucking Heisman Trophy because he played at Stanford. No, you're absolutely right, and that's my point. I think the attract I mean, the greatest thing for them is now they're going to be playing in the Central Time Zone, the Eastern Time Zone, in you know prime time in those markets now. Where they're going to get so much more exposure to how to their players and how good they are where now you're not stuck on you know pac 12 after dark and it's you know one in the morning in new york like and nobody gives a shit bro who's playing in the pac 12. there was a game a couple of years ago where they played oregon state in corvallis and the game didn't start till fucking 10 p.m yeah it, and it's like i'm asleep at halftime it's it's midnight it's two o'clock in the fucking morning on the East Coast. How how is that good for anything? No, it's not at all. So look, I'm not I'm not saying that SC and UCLA are wrong. If I were them, I'd jump too. Why yeah. the fuck would I want to be in the Pac-12? I didn't want to be in the Pac-12 in the first goddamn place. <laughs> and now it's even now I'm looking at it and I'm like, see, this is exactly why I didn't want to be in the goddamn Pac-12. I'd rather just remain in the Big 12 and have to pick up the pieces of that conference because it's better. Yeah. People, no offense to the West Coast. <laughs> but people in the Midwest give a shit. In Stillwater, Oklahoma, they care. And Cal Berkeley, they don't give a fuck. At Manhattan, Kansas, they give a shit and sell out every game. At, at, at Stanford, I've been to a game where there was no one there for a conference game. No one. No one. They don't give a shit. So, like, I'd rather go back to the Midwest and the 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 scraps of the remaining Big 12 and bring Arizona State and Arizona and Utah and CU and Cincinnati, and that looks like a pretty good conference to me. I mean, a couple of these schools will fall out. West Virginia and probably go to the ACC or something like that. And you just build a strong Midwestern base again and go back to work and try and re rekindle some of these rivalries. It's not going to be real hard to rekindle Kansas State CU. Those fucking places hate each other. Yeah. Hate oh, yeah, each other. absolutely. It's yeah. not going to be real hard to rekindle Oklahoma State CU. That was an old Big 8 rivalry that play they played every year for 100 fucking years. So, look, the Texas base, if you look at CU's recruiting this year, they are so ingrained in Texas recruits. They are recruiting the shit out of Texas. I guarantee you, everybody out there in Boulder right now, from Chris Wilson to Carl Durrell to Rick George, everybody is sitting there going, I really hope that they just merge the remaining Pac-12 with the Big 12 and we roll. Because that's the way to keep everybody happy here. Instead of both conferences going away and you've got, 18 schools here that are all division one power five worthy that don't get to play for it anymore what's the goddamn point in doing it anymore the right way why would you invest in your athletic departments anymore why well you just it's going to turn into smu well we don't give a shit anymore 
I can't get behind that, bro. I can't because I was told back in the day that history and tradition mean something. Well, that's why anymore. Shit. No, they. they, Uh But but. Okay, if they don't anymore, that's fine. That's fine. But that that doesn't mean it can't be rekindled. No, you're right. Absolutely. No, I agree. So, like, if they're going to do the conference realignment the way they are, are they going to go to 15 games? They need to expand the schedule. They need to stop playing. The November eighth fucking SEC Alabama Mercer game. Oh, absolutely. That's got to yeah, go away for sure. You got if the big dogs are all going to play each other and we're going to be big dogs, then I, okay. If you want these conferences to realign and all that, then start the season off with relevant football games. Is Utah and Utah State never going to play again? That's not going to go well with the folks in Utah. See you and CSU, even though they don't play, are they never going to play again? That's not going to go well with people in Colorado. We can go without it for three or four years, but we want to play each other. Right. Yeah. So the the second level and the first level they aren't going to match up anymore. I, I just don't see how that can be productive for the entirety of the game. And if you're one of these big conference snobs that like, oh well, my school's in it, so I don't give a shit. That's essentially like saying everybody else that's underneath you is just a peon and you don't need to worry about. It. <laughs> and the minute that you start disregarding everybody else that's underneath you, the the entirety of the top falls. Look at the country. I mean, let's be fucking real here. So the smaller schools, I think they have a lot of power they don't even realize they have. Stop playing the game and see if you get invited to the table. Players, if you want to get paid, really, and not just this NIL jerk-off bullshit, don't play opening week. Just sit down and say, we need to be cut in 50% revenue, or we're not going to play anymore. See if all the walk-ons attract 100,000 people. So there, there's a lot that needs to change about college football. Players union, that's fucking necessary. Players need agents. The NIL shit is a fucking scam. Like, there's guys getting jobbed. The Miami quarterback that's 17 years old that got $9.5 million to go to Miami, and he's making more than, like, 10 professional starters. I don't see how long that can go. Yeah. So, look, man, what do you think happens here as we, you know, move <clears throat> out of this monstrosity disaster well you know i, I mean let's uh, let me start with the nil thing right so disappointed see right that the crazy thing about nil that probably a lot of people don't know is every state has different laws yep. around nil right and colorado has one of the is one of the strictest states on what we're allowed to do underneath nil where you go to texas or you go to one of these other states and there's they have <laughs> yeah i mean they have no laws around it right so every state is different so somehow the NCAA has to control that. No, no, shit. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know, so first of all, the NCAA has to control that, in my opinion, because this stuff's getting out of hand and out of control. Um, not, I'm not saying these kids don't deserve it, but you're opening Pandora's box, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I don't think a 17-year-old fucking snot-nosed kid that doesn't know what an overfront is that's basically just being this is like this is like drafting Sam Bradford number one on potential. Yeah, I don't think he deserves. I don't think he deserves nine fucking. No, not at all. No, no, no. Not not even a fucking drop in the bucket. Absolutely not. Right. But I think that need. I mean, uh, that needs to be fixed somehow, right? Let's try to make it fair across the board, and then you know, take talking about all this conference stuff that we've been discussing. I mean, it's just it's going to be a domino effect, right? You, you, first USC UCLA. Now we just got to wait to see who's the next one that pulls the trigger, and then who's the next one that pulls the trigger until there's nothing left of certain conferences that I, I think they have. Like like your example of 
the remainder of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 come together and join. Because, I mean, unless, you know, you know, Pac the Pac-12 made that agreement with the ACC, what was that, a few years ago, that, that they're like, going to... We're going to cross-play. Yeah. So we're, we're stronger when this happened. Like, everybody knew this was going to fucking happen. So I guess my point is, if you didn't, if you didn't prepare for it and you knew it was going to happen, then you, you'd have nothing to bitch about when you... Well, no, watch. you're absolutely right, yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't know either, and I'm just depressing. It's super depressing because I, I feel like that place has so much potential, and I don't. So do the coaches, and so do the players. But at some point, you've got to sit back and go. When the when the people in the top don't believe in it, and just want well, it to be all education, yeah. and the Harvard by the Rockies, they are sitting around the 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 the, the elitists up there that hate the football program, and there's a lot of them. They love this shit. They are sitting there like, oh, thank God, we're going to get rid of these guys. I know, but we've known that for how long? Uh, forever. Mean, it's just, it is just what it don't is. don't make it right. No, no, it's awful because they're taking something, like you just said, with so much potential, and, and they're putting it. handcuffs on it at yep. the end of the day. So, look, I, I hope that we get in the Big Ten and we can be in a conference with Iowa State and Iowa and Nebraska and, or in a division or something like that. That would be dope. Obviously, if that happens, I'm going to be happier than a pig and shit because we get to go play the corn every year and fuck them up and there's nothing better than winning that game keep in mind okay we were there in 18 oh yeah on the sideline yeah, yeah yeah maybe we'll throw that picture into the show just <laughs> like a little little screenshot uh when we cut it up but that picture in the hallway was circling the 6236 <laughs> that's one of the best pictures ever present ever it's no, so good sure. that i yeah. posted it and cu fans are like ah you need to take this down. like man fuck you we ain't taking this down that's the whole point um, but I, I, that would be ideal. The merger of the, the, the big pack, the remainder of the big 12, the remainder of the pack 12, that's probably what I see happening yeah. here. I don't see Colorado and the major Denver market being left out of the big dog game. Right. I don't see them going to the mountain West and then not having any national exposure from Lincoln, Nebraska to Las Vegas. Yeah, no way. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, it, no. Like it totally cuts out an entire corridor of the country. Yeah where this is the only major power five school. So I'd like for that to happen. The Mountain West is not even an option. Go independent before that happens. So look, man, I'm uh, really concerned about this, to say the least, and I'm hoping that Colorado can find a way into the big time. I hope so, too. I mean... Wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see which one fills up faster. (laughs) All right, episode three of Savage and just a little bit average. Here is a wrap. That's my man, Bobby Pesaveno. I am your host, as always, Matt McChesney here, coming to you from 6 Football Academy down here in Parker. Go check it out at 6 Academy on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok at 6 Academy underscore 60. The website is 6 strength 6 academycom um, Bob, tell them how to get a hold of you on the social media platforms. Make sure you check out the armchair donkey stuff that Bo Williams and, and uh, Bobby Pesaveno do each and every week going into the NFL season as well. Yeah, just uh, at Bobby Pesaveno, I think, is everything. I don't know. Maybe I should know that shit off the top of my head. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the fucking Tinder address. <laughs> All right, so I'm Matt McChesney. That is Bobby Pesaveno. Big thanks to uh, my man Travis Jones behind the mic. Uh, my man Nick McChesney over here running TikTok Live. And my man Mason Harris over here taking videos. That is a wrap. Have a blessed and safe July 4th. Uh, God bless this great country. Uh, and I hope we're still here on the 5th. Later, folks. <laughs>